So this is my very first podcast and um, I probably should go ahead and introduce myself. Um, those of you who don't know me, my name is Lana. I work currently as a nutritional therapist um, and a lot of my work revolves around natural healing for the mind, body and soul. So a lot of the time I will delve into not only um, how we can use food therapeutically and as medicine, um, but also ways in which we can improve our health through different mind, body, soul practices. So that might be um, anything from meditation to energy work to uh, exercise to nature to yoga to um, ancient practices and sometimes our conversations might delve into uh, something a lot more mind expanding such as quantum physics um, and all the things that make up the universe and essentially the energy that is um, connecting us all as one. So you can find a lot of my work and articles I like to share on my website at www.atableforone.com. Today I want to go through um, a little bit of mind stuff. Um, so it's a topic that is very dear to me as when I was going through my own journey of depression and anxiety, um, nutrition helped me greatly but so did psychotherapy and I was very lucky to be connected to a psychotherapist that really sort of helped me through and gave me the tools um, of which I use now every day and majorly transformed my life. Um, so it's very interesting because when we talk about these kind of things like improving your life, looking looking after yourself, eating healthy, it's like we're only ever shown these sort of pretty Instagram images or social media about I'm at the gym today and eat this piece of carrot because it's great for you and it's all and that's great we need that because it's feeding the positivity, the motivation, the inspiration. Um, and whilst it's always good to feed the positive and put out the positivity as much as possible, it is also important to shed light on the darkness and not in a sort of melodramatic, woe is me sort of way, but in a way that we can accept it as something positive in itself. So we tend to look at negative experiences or let's not say negative but let's say harder experiences, challenging experience, experiences in life as something negative and that might be from going through um, loss, uh, grieving, um, depression, anxiety and you know, it's still quite a taboo because it's just not seen as positive. It's not this, um, you know, it's it's not in line with feeding the positivity that we're meant to be putting out in this world. But at the same time, it's so true to nature and it is not something we can ever escape. It is a part of life the same way um, we need darkness in order to see light it's a balance so 
where there is light there is darkness where there is darkness there is light it's all a part of our experiences and where we we face these challenges we face these hard times is where we grow the most so we could sit in our comfortable happy place forever but but these tough times the ones that really um break us down they 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 really break down the walls we've kind of built so high up in our adult lives to protect ourselves defend they defend ourselves they teach us to let go of all of that they teach us vulnerability they teach us um weakness they t- they teach us to feel pain and out of those out of those teachings we learn so much greater we learn empathy um we we learn a a, a range of emotions and feelings that really cause em- cause us to feel empathy on such a wider scale they cause us to understand be grateful they they teach us gratefulness so gratitude empathy um and a lot of the time they lead us um to a whole new path which probably isn't new it was our path all along but somewhere along the way we we got distracted and so it's redirecting us to our true path to our true purpose and that is an experience i had myself um in life around 8 years ago and it is something that i see so much in people and i've met so many people along the way i have friends and family along the way who you know have have gone through the a, a real pitfall in their life whether it's becoming um seriously ill um or uh dealing with the loss or something really major in their life that that really throws them off track and in the moment it feels scary it feels um overwhelming it feels almost like it's never going to end and i like to call those instead of a breakdown a spiritual breakthrough because we really do sometimes need to hit total darkness in order to see the light at the end of the tunnel and again as i was saying before it teaches us so much it teaches us so much about empathy about greatness it's almost like a big wake up call it's like a a reality slap in the face you know this is life is what it's telling you these are the things that matter your life this is this is what matters um you know forget the i don't know instagram fame or the ch- chasing money or um you know chasing the label of marriage and having children and it, it's not to say that that's um anything bad but as in it's teaching us something so much greater um and unfortunately whilst these subjects are still quite a taboo i have also come across people who um don't recognize yet whilst they go through it um that there is so much beauty 
in pain. And that sounds really strange, but that's not to say, it's, it's just, it's actually just to say that whatever it is that you go through in life, whether it is good or bad, embrace it because there is something so much more to learn from in the bad times than there is in the good and and sometimes you might sit there and think what is you know what what the hell is going on but really in those times it's always best to go inwards and think well what is this trying to teach me? What is the universe trying to show me? You know, and and in in cases of loss, somebody losing a family member or a loved one, uh, that is so tough that a lot of people are like, how is this meant to bring me anything good in my life? If I've just lost the love of my life, to a terrible accident, what was that meant to teach me? Essentially, that the 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 pain of that the the it and this sounds crazy. Um, but if we allow ourselves to fully grieve, um, and not feel like it's something we need to just sweep under the rug, and and get on with because you know we're trying to be strong, allowing ourselves to really break down, grieve, it's, it's an experience that is opening us up to, to so much vulnerability. And that leads to, again, creating this deeper connection between what is life, what is death, and also between us humans and all of life on earth um, and essentially it, it 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 really sort of puts things into perspective on how we wish to live our lives going further because we can in times of difficulty learn to nurture ourselves um, where we face and we deal with whatever challenges were being thrown um, we take the lessons from them, but we're dealing with them, we're facing them, we're accepting. There's no, um, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should be feeling happy, I should be being the perfect wife, I should be, etc. It's just, no, I feel fucking shit today. Excuse my language. But accepting the shitty feelings that we feel sometimes and just riding it fucking through. Because the more we know how to nurture ourselves in those moments, as difficult as it may seem sometimes, the more we're going to grow. But if we if we try to hide them, sweep them under the rug, that's already in essence a form of escape. And then we want to go out and drink or do drugs or party or socialize or never, never be alone just so that we don't confront those emotions, so that we don't confront our feelings. We continue on the road of escape. And some people say, well, what's the problem with that? I'm okay with escaping. I'm, I feel good. I, I feel good putting my head into work from nine till nine, um, you know, and going out for drinks. And I feel good uh, being busy all the time. I don't want to be sitting around. I don't want to sit alone. But that 
it's very interesting because when we hold on to pain or we hold on to hurt or we hold on to anger, we think we're sweeping it under the rug and we're pushing it to the back of our head um, and we, we think we're letting it go by doing that. We think, but we're not because it's still sitting within us. And eventually that manifests itself one way or another physically in the body. If we're not expressing it, if we're not releasing it emotionally, physically, mentally, it is manifesting itself um, in the body. And one of my favorite authors and, and doctors, uh, physician of over 45 years, Dr. Gabor Mate, um, has done a lot of work around this and I really highly recommend his um, his book, When the Body Says No, um, exploring the stress-disease connection. So he does a lot of work around mind-body connection. So exactly how we might be storing so much pain and trauma in our body and how later on or within years um, it manifests in the body as chronic illness. His book... Um, explores loads of his case studies of patients after 45 years of being a physician he recognized there was something there was something he wasn't quite getting to in his practice um, there was no connection between the patient and doctor it was sort of here are my symptoms take this medicine but one day he wanted to go deeper than that and find out a bit more about his clients lives you know how can that how can you know, could that be interfering? Could that be causing um, these people's health issues? And if so, how are they connected? So it's very interesting. One case study, let's say, for instance, is uh, an older lady, her husband passes away. Um, she completely ignores the grieving process, tries to carry on and years later dies of a heart attack. That sounds really crazy initially to a lot of people, but there's been a lot of scientific research, for instance, um, people who suffer from thyroid conditions uh, have normally been through childhood trauma um, and, and, and things like human touch are actually shown to be uh, very beneficial for people with thyroid issues. So simple massages, um, hugs, love, um, which essentially are the, is the ultimate he healer of all. But it's shown in their scientific research behind it um, of just how much there is such a mind-body connection. If we, you know, keep telling ourselves something, we're wiring our brain to make our bodies believe something that is true. So if we're constantly saying, I feel sick, I feel sick, I feel tired, the same way we might tell ourselves, I feel crap, I look crap, we start to believe it, our body then actually will go into a state of sickness. Stress over time, I mean, there's copious amounts of research, scientific research on how stress uh, is really, in essence, I think the root cause of so many illnesses and disease today. Um, and Dr. Gabor Mate really explores a lot of that. You can actually go on YouTube and search some of his talks. He does a lot of work on addiction, relationships, um, family relationships, and uh, mind-body connection of stress and disease. So, uh, 
that is why in the beginning when I was saying, yes, it's important that we fuel positivity, but it's important that we also accept when we're not feeling our utmost positive and accept our journey and accept what we're going through. And instead of trying to push it down, face it, check in with yourself, sit there and say, what is going on for me to why am I reacting like this? And that takes mindfulness and a bit of practice. It goes it takes a bit of stillness and going inwards, you know, it might help to sit in a quiet space alone, a quiet space in nature and just really reflect on what it is that you're feeling and and in times where it's really difficult, in times where depression is severe or anxiety is severe, I mean, I, from my experience, and I'm sure everybody's is different, but from my experience, anxiety um, and a lot of other people I've worked with, um, anxiety is usually suppressed emotions. Um, so I tend, like, I, I found, you know, I, it wasn't obvious for me in the years that I had severe anxiety. But uh, after I um, <laughs> was so lucky enough to work with my psychotherapist, um, so much expression, awareness, expression and releasing, I mean, diminished dimi- totally diminished my anxiety when I mean my anxiety had me crippled in bed I wouldn't leave the bed um, or the house for days and if I did I'd um, look up where the nearest hospital was in fear of like having a heart attack the panic attack if a panic attack came on or I was always so worried that my heart was about to stop or explode and that would cause the anxiety to be greater I mean insane I mean, a- absolutely insane um constantly nervous, sweating, couldn't get on flights, couldn't travel, um, had such a fear of traveling during my time of anxiety, which I'd never experienced before. Um, And this all happened to me around the age of 18, 18 to 19 to 21. Um, Then I was going through a really horrible relationship at the time. But obviously, before that, I'd also been through my own childhood challenges, uh, my teenage challenges. So all these things that you know i i never fully looked at and processed and i was and then i was eventually given the opportunity during psychotherapy to really become aware of them because for so long i'd shoved a lot of them down that i'd completely forgotten they you know or just gave them no importance whatsoever i just thought no yeah whatever done I don't care that my attitude was very cold and cool I don't care and was always like how are you so chilled I wasn't it was obviously my defense that that maybe saved me in the moments when I was growing up or when I was going through these very toxic relationships but ultimately in the end it was damaging me because it was manifesting in my body physically and coming up as anxiety and then eventually depression um, so it was really the expression of emotions that r- helped to really release those feelings. I mean, I remember the first time I, the first uh, therapy session I had, um, I was told to do some exercises that at the time I, I found insane, but it was uh, it was physical and um, it was it involved a lot of writing and then actually kickboxing and really releasing a lot of anger. Um, and for the first time in months and months of pure apathy, um, of pure depression, of not even being able to show a single emotion, there was no sadness, there was no tears, there was no, no happiness when I tried, it was pure apathy, a numbness, a total numbness, but it was worse than even feeling down, it was 
the feeling of feeling numb is is was so horrible because there was no uh um there was no way of catharsis there was no way of release there was and all i wanted to do was just feel something because i felt dead um to the point where i actually would lie there in bed sometimes and i thought what difference would it be if i was dead or alive right now um so it was the first time I sat in that therapy session and I did the exercises I was told to, as skeptical as I was, I went to bed that evening with the biggest smile on my face. I suddenly felt alive. Something in me had shifted and shifted so heavily um, that for the first time, my first emotion was the biggest smile. And that was the beginning of my journey to uh, many things. I was already two years into my health journey and that had served me in a lot of ways. Physically, it helped, um, you know, balance my hormones. I had a lot of hormonal issues. I had a lot of uh, really low immune system. But that served me for two years and then I came to a halt with my anxiety and depression. And then I re And that is actually when my nutritionist saw me one day and just t took one look at me and said you know something's wrong and I was trying to hide it I was very good at pretending but she had actually caught me totally off guard um, and came and did a home visit and I hadn't eaten in days and I'm chain smoking bottle of wine by my bed um, or vodka even and uh, just floating around like a zombie blank and she came and I just thought shit I don't have time to hide shit. I look like a mess. Like, you know, and even if I did quickly try and tie up my hair and put on some jeans, I mean, she could tell in a second. She was, you know, didn't even finish five minutes of the consultation before she said, Lana, nutrition's not going to uh, uh, help you forever. It's not going to save you forever. Um, have you been eating? Have you been sleeping? You know, ask me the basic questions of that. And I was just staring blankly at a wall and she was just like we need you to get help and I was like yep so a few days later through the post she'd sent me a book and a leaflet to the Hoffman process which um, is an incredible process that uh, it's an intensive therapy of eight days in England they have a few centers actually um, in other countries across the world um, and she sent me the number for a therapist that used to be a facilitator on the Hoffman and that is when my relationship with my lovely therapist Donna started um, so I never actually went on to do the Hoffman process but I worked with her very closely um, once a week for around two years it lessened over time obviously um, I still see her from time to time and um, but yeah, my journey was, I mean, it was a complete turnaround just after one session. And then my journey began, my journey began of, of actually feeling emotions. So yes, a lot of stuff came up. Yes, I cried, but I was learning, learning, learning so much. Um, I started to recognize my, you know, my, my path of true purpose really was in natural healing. You know, I started to recognize all these things, the way my life unraveled, the reason why I was the, you know where I was 
um, were where I am now and incredible things unfolded. I mean, and it just kept getting more and more and more. And even away from her work, I then, you know, I was focusing on my food, I was focusing on my therapy. But I was, and I always had been from a very young age, um, into a lot of spiritual things. So I think, uh, you know, before nutrition, before that, I started yoga and meditation. And I was always just drawn to it. I was always drawn to nature. I was always drawn to spiritual practices. I had met some incredible people that really guided me through my life to different meditations, to different Sufi practices too. And I explored everything from Buddhism to Hinduism and then eventually to shamanism, um, which is where I felt at home the most. Um, which is funny because I also feel like my path was directing me towards there and um, my interest in, in herbal medicine, my my interest in natural healing, it all kind of coincided really nicely with uh, shamanism and Native American culture, which from a very young age I was also very drawn to. Um, so all these things, all these little things sort of were, were coming together and making sense and I saw... Uh, the universe or, or or life is so much greater than I ever saw it to be um, to the point where um, the, recognizing the fact that everything really is one and there is this greater power and energy there that is really just uh, all kind of directing us to the same place which is ultimately love which is a vibrational um uh, uh, frequency of the highest vibrations, um, highest, the highest vibrational frequency. We are all essentially, um, heading to, to, to that one place, and we are all made up of that one vibration. And it's just in our experiences and in our in our experiences in life on Earth that we are learning to get there. Um, and however that may be, and f- for us, we all go through different journeys. Um, so our lessons present itself in very different ways. Um, <clears throat> and there's a really lovely saying, the universe will always show us what we need to learn until we learn it. So sometimes it's very obvious we go through the same patterns in life. And ultimately, that is what I believe in. And it and I think I was getting to a point before, but I it got to a stage where um I was so uh fascinated by all this discovery that I would stand in the middle of um the park. Sometimes I'd I'd always love nature, so I'd go and connect in nature and sometimes I would stand there in total awe of its beauty and total awe of, of nature's magical beauty and presence that I would with the biggest smile on my face I would cry out of happiness I'd look around me and I just think wow wow what is life it is beyond what what I had ever known it to be it was so mind expanding what I had been going through um that I was just in awe I was in awe and I felt truly connected truly happy I didn't need alcohol to go out and have a good time I didn't need um, alcohol to act as a crutch um, to to dance and 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 have a good time I didn't I didn't need all these things I felt connected and so happy from within dancing that that freedom to dance that freedom to feel happy without 
without any form of substance, um, the freedom to feel all kinds of emotions and actually process them and and the freedom to nurture myself and knowing what I can do and that I actually have the knowledge and the tools as we all do inside all of us. We all, we just need to remember and sometimes be guided back towards them. We all have the tools to... Uh, to tap into what the universe is trying to teach us, to tap into our own empowerment, to tap into our happiness, to tap into our true purpose, to tap into um, that connectedness that all human beings crave, to tap into that higher vibrational frequency of love. Um, <laughs> wow. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really incredibly powerful stuff to accept and be in a vulnerable place. To accept our emotions, good or bad. And a lot of the time, sometimes when we're not um, at our what we think is our best because we're not 100% positive... We might fear about the people it affects around us, you know. <clears throat> I can't be happy for my husband. I can't be happy for my kids. I can't be happy for my family around me. And, and that can make us feel even worse. Um, you know, it can make us really doubt ourselves and, and, and again, just really cripple our self-esteem and not feel strong. And um but it's so important in those times to never apologize for how you're feeling. Instead, say thank you. Thank you for giving me space. Thank you for um, <clears throat> understanding me. Thank you for supporting me. Or to even say, I need a little help right now. I'm feeling really shitty. I'm having a really hard time. <clears throat> And I know this is something I need to sit with. I just need some space or I just need some help or I just need some love. It's okay to ask for those things. We don't have to pretend all the time and say, I'm okay. I'm good when we're not, you know, or uh, try and carry up 50 million boxes when a neighbor is kindly providing to help and we're going, I'm okay, I'm fine. Um you know, take a hand when you need it and offer a hand to those who need it also. So I literally sit here talking with uh, my hand on my heart and I was about to say this is really, it really is truly coming from the heart. Um, and it's all part of life. Dark, light, good, bad, it's the balance. Yin, yang, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. It's it's a, it's finding harmony in the in the duality. Um it's finding acceptance in the duality of life. Life is about uh, all about balance. And uh as soon as we can start accepting all kinds of emotions, all kinds of feelings, all sorts of experiences, the more we can accept them and be vulnerable with them, the more we, we empower ourselves, but also the more we connect with others because it is reality. It is real life. And everybody is going through it. 
And in those times, we could feel like we're the only person that feels this way. We're the, but that is why sharing our stories and being open and vulnerable in the right moments with the right people are so important because that is what connects us. And our pain can help others. And their pain can help us. There's so many times where I might come across a, a post of someone who's sharing something very vulnerable, so true, so authentic. And I, I can connect with it and I resonate with it. And it makes me feel exactly that connected. I'm not alone. Oh, wow. Okay. I am human after all. There is someone else that thinks this way and that's normal. It's normal. It's human. So next time you go through something that is tough, understand that it's a challenge and it's there to teach you something. Face it. Fear. Face everything and rise or forget everything and run. It's our choice. Ultimately and always, it's our choice. Um, yeah, I could go on about this for ages, but uh, 30 minutes seems long enough. Um, well, that's the tricky thing with um, <laughs> recording a podcast on your phone. I just got a phone call and it was interrupted. But um, the next talk, I really want to delve into the ways in which we can nurture ourselves, the ways in um, which we can really begin to fuel ourselves with self-love in those times when we need it um, because that was also something that came so much later to me in life uh, which sounds absolutely insane and I probably had a lot of it when I was a, a much younger kid um, and then uh, along the ways forgot so really had to reintegrate practices of self-love um, and it's really about uh, uh, just knowing what fuels us and what depletes us and going for all that makes us feel good um so yeah if you guys enjoyed this let me know and hopefully I will put up the part two of self-love and nurturing um you can also check out a lot of my work I know I gave my website earlier tableforone.com um but I'm also on instagram at Lunar, L-U-N-A-R, Oniari, which is O-N-I-Y-A-R-I. I will explain that another time um, on Instagram. Otherwise, you can reach all my socials on my website. But thanks for listening if you listen this far. And if you have any questions, um, feel free to email me, message me, tweet them at me, um, whatever way you want to get them to me. I love um, I love talking to people. I love answering questions. Um, I love hearing your thoughts and opinions. I love sharing. So yeah, um, have a lovely, lovely evening.